Hey now, you mother truckers out there. Welcome, you bastards. Welcome good-looking people. Welcome ugly people. Welcome skinny people. Welcome fat people. Welcome one. Welcome all. Get your complimentary chicken on the way in. Quit ringing that damn bell. What's up, y'all? How we doing? How we doing? This is two episodes. Y'all are getting two episodes in one week. Well, dude, I'm fucking like... All right. It's Hobgoblins. Dude, nobody gave a fuck about it. Like, it's like we got paid good money to do that. That's awesome. That is a win-win. But, dude, like, people made such a fucking stink with me about this goddamn movie now for, like, two or three years. Nobody fucking watched it. Like, what happened? Is it like, oh, I'm not really going to sit there and watch you guys watch that movie. Is that what happened? I I mean, seriously. It was a troll job, man. It was a troll job. But... One thing you guys have to understand is you didn't pull one over on us. You didn't get one over on us because Zach stepped Fuck up y'all. to the plate and and he contributed bigly. So uh, we were like, "Fuck it, we don't care." But yeah, it's like I see you guys in every one of Christian's live streams. I get the DMs about fucking asking Christian about hobgoblins. Like y'all should have watched it. I know this one. This will clear well over a thousand, and you know everybody would be like, "Oh hell yeah!" But Hobgoblins comes out, nothing, nothing. I think people like the danger though of not, like a, like a podcast where like there's no telling what we're gonna get into today, and I think that's dangerous. And I think people like that too. And, and we don't know what we're, we're gonna get into. Yeah, that's what we're doing today, guys. You know, let's start this out right. So. I don't know what possessed me to get into this, but like you ever have moments where you think about your childhood and you, you, and you reminisce on something and then you wonder what it's like today. Like I was, I had this, uh, memory of my mom taking us to Kmart, which we, we lived so close to one back in the day and they're fucking gone now. And like, I always wondered what happened? Like, why did Kmart just disappear? And there's three left in the country and I watched this, like, there were some YouTube videos. One of them just closed in New Jersey the other day. And I think there's three left. And I was reading about it. And, like, why did Kmart go under? And, like, the consensus was horrible management from, like, the top. And they never they never tried to really compete with Walmart or Target. They never saw him as a, I wouldn't say see him as a threat, but like they never did anything to, I don't know, find their niche or whatever, but they just, dude, I had one an hour away from me and I was going to it just out of pure nostalgia as often as I could, but it finally shut down. Now it's a, an overstock store, which those are popping up everywhere. Burks, Marshalls, but dude, what the fuck happened to Kmart? I miss Kmart. It, yeah, and it's wild too because when you think about Kmart, I feel like that was like a tried and true business model. You know what I mean? Like I was someone that grew up like lower middle class, so like that was where we went to get clothes and shit. Like and right. and you know, so it's like you would think that something like that would stick around. It's more affordable for people that aren't making a hundred thousand dollars a year as a family or whatever like that. So we went there all the time. Uh, so that is kind of wild that that kind of went by the wayside. I guess Walmart is a lot like that too, uh, with a wider array of things. So maybe that's why, but I mean, to your initial question, yeah, dude, I think about it all the time. I mean, I, one memory that I always just think back on was a recurring memory is like, everybody knew Toys R Us, man. 
everybody knew Toys R Us. That oh, was the God. shit. Well, there was a competitor for Toys R Us in the Midwest. I don't know if it was nationwide, but my grandma, when I was a little kid, would give me a little key every year. And that little key was for Johnny's Toys. And you would get it for your birthday. And if you got that key, you would go to Johnny's Toys. And there was a room where you could pick any toy out of that room with that key. Um, and obviously, Johnny's Toys went by the wayside, as did Toys R Us, although it is apparently making a comeback. So, yeah, no, it's crazy. It's And again, you would think that these like more affordable options for these bigger names wouldn't have died off so quickly. But they all do. I don't know. Yeah. Do you ever I'm hear Johnny's just, toys? No, never. We, yeah. Yeah, dude, I, so I remember, dude, the crazy thing was like our, my toys or us I had, I, oh, dude, I always went there. Like that was like when I made my trip to my big, biggest city near me, which is like a 30 minute ride. I mean, it was a just out of respect. I'd always go into toys R us. And I remember my wife, we would, we would, we would buy stuff from there all the time. They would have horror NECAs and we would usually get them from them. And I, 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 I always wonder is do the, the business model of brick and mortars nowadays, like they have got to do everything they possibly can to stand out in terms of, especially toy places like dude, exclusives, exclusives, exclusives. Like you got to get shit. I know that they were doing that. I've got a couple exclusive Toys R Us Funko pop things. I don't get a whole lot of those, but dude, it's like the convenience of buying shit online is so powerful and we're all guilty of it. And yeah. it's like, as a consumer, that's our job is to get ourselves the best deal. But my God, dude. And the thing about the Toys R Us is coming back. I've seen videos on YouTube. It's like some of them really aren't even stores. It's like in a inside of like a Macy's department store. It's like a little section in a Macy's and it's just sad. It's like not the same, but no. my Toys R Us building is still there nothing's taken it over and i'm always praying that they'll get it back but i don't know i don't think it's ever truly truly gonna be what it was probably not and it's it's funny you say that because the building over where i live where there was a toys r us it got taken over by like a mattress and maybe not it was like a furniture store uh and now they're going out of business uh so that's kind of funny it didn't last very long there um but yeah, it seems like Toys R Us, man. Empty Toys R Us's, and everybody saw the memes. It was like the perfect place for Spirit to jump in and get big-ass buildings for the fall. They would just go into the carcass of every Toys R Us. Uh, speaking of which, <clears throat> did you know that Spirit used to do a Christmas store, too? No, did they really? Yeah, yeah. Um, the name is escaping me right now. Uh, if you want to Google it really quick, uh, oh, I'm just on it already. get the name, but they did an experiment years ago of a toy store just around the Christmas time. And basically it was like another branch of Spencer's and you would have spirit for the fall. And then those employees could then go into the Christmas wing of what they were doing, but it didn't last long because one, it was predominantly just a toy store they didn't even sell like decor stuff like that it was just toys so you're competing with already massive toy stores and two when you're only selling toys especially cheap toys that break very easily it was not profitable for them at all so with spencer's already being on a downward trajectory for fucking over a decade now 
Spirit's right. the only thing that makes that company money. So they stopped the toy thing too. Yeah, it's kind of sad too because I actually like Spencer's now. Like every time I go in there, I don't buy stuff from there often, but every time I'm in there, I do see at least one thing. I'm like, oh my God. Like, you know what? That Jason, that Crystal Lake backpack's cool. Why is it $80? It's a backpack. $80. And it's just like, holy fuck, dude. Why is this shit so expensive? I'm trying to find the name of it and I'm not, I'm not seeing it. I'm not seeing what it was called. I'd have to ask Steve. Um, well, this is what I found on this one website, Spirit Halloween Wick, Wick, Wikia page. It says Spirit Christmas was Spirit Halloween's own Christmas store offering various decorations and costumes for the Christmas season, along with a living Santa with a live Santa Claus. It started in the early nineties. Spirit Halloween started ex- extending their lease into November and December and testing out a Christmas store concept. Founder Joseph Marver has stated the Christmas stores were just something I had to try since it wasn't difficult to add another two months to our three months lease. So it seemed like a no brainer, but it, it doesn't sound like it was, it was a profitable venture for him. Nah, Christmas is already so huge. And some of the, I mean, dude, like, come on, dude, there's, there are stores that specialize in that shit. Like that's not a market you can get into anymore. Like they just, they have their, they have their stranglehold on that shit. So, I, it makes sense that they would try it, um, but yeah, it didn't last very long. Yeah, which is wild. You tell people that they don't even know. They don't. Even, I don't remember it from the nineties. I don't I, either. Yeah, but I don't um, know. Man. I was talking to Sydney today about Spirit Halloween, and when we first met, we uh, would when we first met, we started dating in 2012 and so by the time we started in january of 2012 january february and by the time halloween time came around we had gotten really close by that point and we were so ready to go to spirit all the time and i just dude i cream thinking about this right i fucking cream thinking about this so we wanted to get an animatronic so bad and dude i have almost all of them i mean i could probably get a pretty penny for them i'm missing a couple but we go to spirit and we were trying to decide which one we wanted to get. They had two Frankensteins, a pinhead nightmare remake, which fucking actually, I kind of liked it to be honest with you. There were, I was this close city talked me out of it. Uh, one H2O Myers, um, the Friday, the 13th remake one. And, uh, God damn it. Ghostface which I subsequently ended up getting Ghostface later, but I should have got, I should have got the Hellraiser one because that one's badass, but we got the H2O one. And I just remember, dude, looking back, they had them up high. You couldn't touch the boxes, but dude, thinking about the, those fucking animatronics, like that was the golden era of the Jemmies. Now everything that's put out now is fucking PVC pipes with a shirt over it that's no body and the head just kind of bobbles it with a $2 sound box. It's like, what happened, man? They were so, Oh my God, dude. I was talking to my buddy, Baldy Jack today. I would, I would, uh, I would, I would go, I would walk through Walmart naked for an hour. If I could get the Rob zombie animatronic that looks like Halloween two ish or halloween halloween it's probably halloween one i don't know i think it came out during halloween too but it was based off of the 
Oh my yep. god, dude, the face thing on that is terrifying. And I'm just like, fuck, I never saw that one in store. I'm sure you probably did. I never, ever, ever saw that one at a spirit. So we had one my first year at Spirit, which was um 2010, I think. And and what some people have to understand too is Spirit has a thing every year where Sometimes the following year you will roll out old merch that they don't make anymore just to try to get rid of it. So if you had animatronics from the previous year that they may have like discontinued, if you still have it, you sell it the following year. And a lot of your stock comes back. So you would pack them up in what they call pack rats, these storage units, and then trucks would take the pack rats away at the end of the season. So you'd get all your shit from your pack, your pack rats the next year or pack rats from that were in the same area as you from the previous season. So 2010, I believe was a year or two after that animatronic Michael Myers, uh, the one you're talking about. And uh, we had one and, no one bought it like all year. And I just, I had, I've been telling my boss, Joe, I said like, I'm, I'm going to buy this. Like as soon as we do the 50% off sale, like I'm going to buy it. I'm going to buy it. Unfortunately at that time, it's not that way anymore. But at that time it was not employees had like first say it was, you get the scraps basically. And right. when the 50% off sale happened on November 1st, that Michael was gone Going. within a half hour of that day yeah you got and damn I, right it was and i still kick myself over it because we had it all season and no one bought it and then as soon Dude, as prices got God. slashed it was gone gone so let me, yeah let me grab some let me grab something really quick hey y'all how we doing so i remember around the same time like 2010 through 12, they put out these mini ones. I'm sure you remember seeing these. Oh yeah, They were at Kmart. I love these so much, right? Well, I have this one. It's funny. Funny story. So me and Sydney, we saw this YouTube video where this girl had all of them. She had Chuck, Chucky, Ghostface, uh, uh, Freddie, Jason, and Michael. And we saw those and we wanted them so bad. So we went on kmartfucking.com and she got the Friday one. I got obviously the Freddy one. So, and I got my Freddy, Freddy back there, but the hot, we would try to find them in stores. And I think we were just a day late. Cause I think if you would have gone to a G a G a GNC, excuse me, uh, a, a CVS or a Walgreens or a Kmart, around 2010 or 11 you would have seen them but by 12 it, i think they stopped making them but they still had stock of them so i go and see this one time on the internet the oh, mini yeah. yeah dude you ready for this this thing is going for hundreds and hundreds of dollars online and i want it so bad i i love these minis they're so awesome but dude this thing is so fucking expensive i can't even believe it have you ever see these in stores yes and and yeah it's an again dude you're just bringing up harsh memories of things i missed out on that i didn't realize at the time how limited they were going to be and i learned my lesson since then which is why when that halloween complete collection for example came out i pre-ordered it like day can't, one can't because, play around 
yeah, you learn your lesson with these things. But yes, I remember that shit. And I have looked it up as well. And I see how much it goes for now. And the uh, like another thing like that is the uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. Um, I don't I don't think it was NECA. It might have been NECA. I don't know. The doll, the Myers doll for Rob Zombie's Halloween 2. That thing was fucking sick. And it's ex- it's expensive as shit now, too. Um, was it? Yeah. The, I think it's the Cinema of Fear. Let me look that up. Okay. Because I wanted to buy that in its initial run, and I didn't, and I should have, because now it is not—it's not cheap just for a doll. Like it ain't—it ain't cheap. Oh my god! I think I found it. Let me save this and up. Uh, but here, really quick, while I'm saving this, let me sh- let's show this to the people. This is going to be a very visual episode, guys. So make sure you're watching this with us. I'm not going to play the audio. Uh. I'm not going to play the audio, but I want to show people this. So this is the one of the baddest animatronics they ever had. And I'm just going to let you guys see the video of this bad motherfucker. Look at that mask, dude. Like, isn't that crazy how well they got that to no, look? Yeah, I, I'm one of the people that believes that Spirit's animatronics were better 10 years ago than they are now. Not even a question. I mean, they were amazing. Yeah. Now it's, like, mm. pathetic. They're cheap as fuck now. Like, yeah. And they charge even more for them now. I mean, and people still buy them. But yeah, that thing is badass. Yep he he used to sit at the front of my store, right next to Ghostface. My first year. Did you ever? Did you? Did you kind of like under your breath every time you walk in? Like, what's up, dude? Like, you greeted. Oh, him? I'd, I, I'd give him fist bump sometimes. Like when I walk in, like, what's up, Michael? Like, you know, yeah. I made sure one thing I did was I always made sure his hair was well kept. I would make sure that <laughs> hair was yeah dead serious, man. That was my guy. I was like, don't like, cause kids would mess with him, dude. You know, they, they always did with those animatronics. And so I'd always make sure it was in the best shape possible because I mean, that, that head, that, that entire like upper area is that, that's money, dude. Well, they got like the, the eyes. Yeah. It's weird because the H2O one that I have, uh, the eyes are black. They don't give, they don't give him eyes at all. Yep. Let's look at this really quick. Now the Leatherface one is probably the most insane one I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. I mean, look at this fucking thing. Good God, look at that! Like that's what they used to. The chainsaw yep. even moves. That's yep. terrifying. The detail was awesome back then, dude. What happened to Gemmy? Or is it Gemmy, Jemmy, whatever? People. I always called it. About. I always called it Jimmy. I always Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah, that's yeah. probably how I go. But I mean, that is just. I mean, look at it. It's fucking insane. Well, I, I got to tell you, Christian, from my experience selling these things, they didn't sell as well because they were pretty expensive. Um, and I feel like that might have been part of the reason why. I don't know if they're not around anymore entirely or if, you know, I don't know exactly what the deal is with it now. But I feel like that might have been partly to do with it. Is that like you're, you are charging a lot and people didn't buy them as much whereas they still charge a lot for them now i guess people are just pieces are so, of shit yeah and they're yeah they are they absolutely are um i, I guess know, horror man. is horror bigger now like it's good it's a good thing like horror is explosive now and everybody's a horror fan and and people are getting into the season longer now thank god but hey is this it no it's not but holy shit that's how what much, I thought you were talking about. How much about. is that going for? 
I don't know. It was a Google image. Um, Hold on. I'll, hey, I check this you. out. Let me just share my screen. That way you can uh, we can we can look at this because I now I want to know what what the hell you're talking about. I think I found it. Hold on. We're both perusing the internet right now for this. Yeah. I mean, there's some kind of cinema it's, it's of fear. Mezco. Mezco. The Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 Mezco. Um, which uh, I believe the price I just saw it for, it was over 100 but it was in uh, euros, I think. Um, I think it's the very first one, top left. But it's not that. That's not what it's you not were talking that. about. That's not the one I was talking about, no. Um, it should be the, I think it's the first result. Is it that thing? No, no. Very first one. Like, so scroll up. <clears throat> up more. The Living Dead doll? I'm the up left. all the way. So one more over. That one. That's I Mezco, talk- right? I thought you were talking about like a plush. I'm sorry. Like a plush. No, doll. no. I was talking about like in the vein of like NECA or, or, you know, tots. Like this was, this is not something they make anymore. Um yeah, it might take a minute to load. It took mine a minute to load when I clicked on it too. Um, I think it's showing right there that it's going for 139 euros right there, um, which I know that's but, USD is more than that. But I mean, dude, it's fucking sick. Like it, it like I. Okay, here it, for some know, reason, every time I click on it, it pulls up a new tab. Let me let me add the different tab, and then we can. We can look at this. God, dude, I, I fucking. These were the days, man. I, I just wish I had the wherewithal to know. You know. Yeah, so that's 130 in. I don't know if that's euros or, or if it's German or whatever it is, but uh, which would be more in the States. You're probably looking at. I don't know how to. It's like 100, it, it, 150 or so. Um, and that's the cheapest you can find that. Um, most of them that I saw on Amazon a few years ago, when people were reselling them, they were like 200, 250. Um, when I, when they initially came out, they were like 39 99 or some shit like that. So it's just like, I just always thought it looked so cool. And like, as an adult now with bills and a child, can I spend almost $200 on a doll? Like I, I could, I probably would, but like, I don't know, man. 2009 Weinstein Company. All right, so, God, dude. And I kind of miss the packaging of those days. Like, nowadays, the NECA thing is they put them all... Like, what happened was, back in 2013, this they, they put out the San Diego Comic-Con of the video game Jason, and it was in, like, a, it looked like a Nintendo box with the front cover that flapped open. Well, yeah. that went gangbusters, so now NECA does every single thing in those boxes. I'm over it. I fucking hate those boxes. I prefer the old school, you know, I prefer the old school style boxes where it's like the toy with the plastic on the front. I, I like that. I'm so over the NECA boxes now. I hate them. Yeah. But dude, I just wish I had the wherewithal to, to get some of this stuff because like the mini Myers, I want that so bad, but it what's goes that, for so going, much yeah, money. What, what is it going for now? 
right, let's check eBay. Because you know, I, I got lucky. I got Scream, the mini Scream for $40 in like 2013. All right, Michael Myers Animatronic. All right, let's see. Okay, this is insane. Let me let me just let me let me let me share this because what blows my mind is the price people are paying for this piece of shit. And I saw this at Party <laughs> City. I mean, this thing is horrible. Just awful. Again, there's your Halloween 2. Yeah. And that looks like Curse of Michael Myers. More than anything. I can't like, see the you... prices. What are the prices? Uh, this is $395. Fuck me, dude. Which my Halloween... My Halloween H2O, Jemmy, <laughs> that I bought in 2012 was $299. So... The most expensive one we ever had at Spirit was $300 that I can recall. Uh, oh, shit. That was, that was Frankenstein from 2011. I like love Frank- that one, dude. Yeah. Now I want to look that one up. I haven't, I haven't thought about that one in a long time. Frankenstein, Jimmy, animatronic. God, dude, for the people that don't remember... How fucking amazing these were. Oh, right, here it is. Yep, it's that one. I remember that guy. All green. Dude, whoever this guy is got a bunch of them. Yeah, it would make like Again, the I'm not... electricity sounds and his yeah, eyes yeah. would light up, his arms come up. Yeah. I'm just not I'm not playing the audio just to just to be safe, but People can get the idea with the video. I mean, that is gorgeous. I mean, the head sculpts were the real home runs on those back in yep. the day. They just no, dude. They uh, nailed that shit. Like I, I just don't know what what happened to it. Where it all went. It's beyond me. Freddy Krueger. All right, last one. Then we'll talk about some stuff going on in the world today. Uh, okay, so I've got the old school Freddy. I don't have the. Uh... All right, let's check out. Oh, there's the a 2010. Yes, yeah. Let's say, let's check this out. Now this guy has. Oh my God! Are you seeing this dude's background? Holy shit! There's both mine. Look on your. Yeah, look, I was gonna say, look on your computer if you need to. This guy has, like, both Myers right there. Yep. But see, I like the remake Freddy pretty good. I think it's fine. Like, it's not the best that they've ever done, but it's not bad. It looks pretty accurate. I'm just trying to see where it can move. Like, is he going to click on it? All right, let's see. Oh, dude, the face sculpt's actually pretty gross. Oh, here we go. He's moving into it. Look at the bumps and shit. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Dude, that is disgusting. But hey, dude, in terms of like a mass-produced thing, can't really complain about that. No. Damn. You know. Yeah. I mean, I ha- the, the 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 Freddy I have was from like 06 and <laughs> it's very hokey and and cheap 
like the face it's like goofy but like that's kind of like in line with a lot of freddy products anyway but damn dude i mean son of a bitch they just don't make them like that anymore it's a it really is a shame not just that but have you noticed that it seems like these halloween stores now really stray away from the licensed material it's more original material now um which some of their original stuff can be cool but dude i remember when they used to have all these horror movie ones they don't really do this anymore right that penny well, is apparently that penny this wise? is the because that's awful that's that's the pen yes that's exactly what i'm put that's the pennywise from a few years ago this oh, is and this is the freddy yeah this is the freddy krueger that apparently just came out right before covid you know, I gotta get a close up look at his face. I mean, it just looks like it's made out of like paper mache. Yeah, crap. that's yeah. I'm not a big fan of that, that at all. Yeah, that yeah, Pennywise is trash. Yeah, it really is. You know what I really like? You know what I really, really like? The you deer? see in the back, the background to the right. You see, it's like, yeah. remember that yeah. old talking fish thing? Uh-huh. He's got a jaws. That is pimp. I need to, I yeah. need to see where he got that. Look at that. You see it in the back. Look at that. Uh-huh. I wonder if you hit the button, does it to go? Dun it, dun it, dun it, dun it. <laughs> I mean, compared to some of the other ones, this one looks okay. But I mean, that's the problem. I mean, it's just like there's such, just no depth. A- there's no depth to the face, man. Like I, I All don't right. know. Let's look up one more, dude. We got down the rabbit hole, y'all. I mean, but dude, this is like such oh, red- pinhead. Holy shit! Look at this guy's room. Look at Leatherface in the in the closet. Oh my god! And look at that, dude. Look at the chatterer over there. Holy what the fuck, fuck yeah! But see, Pinhead looks good. The face looks like a mannequin head a little yeah. bit, but I mean, still, I mean. This is like compared to the stuff putting they're putting out now, it's like like Tom fucking Savini did it. You know, it's just like yeah. they have the lament configuration in his hands right there. Yep. I just don't get what happened, dude. Like, what the fuck happened? Maybe part of it too was the cutting costs by not putting out this license shit. I mean, when you got to pay for the license for it, um, you're probably going to save money if it really is all just fucking original ideas. I mean, dude, the only like life-size animatronic you see at spirit nowadays is Sam from trick or treat. Like really, if we're being honest, like licensed one, at least that fucking Hannibal back there. I don't know, dude. It's just like, I feel like look at Hannibal in the glory days. I know I have him, but it's I don't know why they're like that. My mine is just like that. His hair just keeps coming forward, and the only thing he really does is the mask kind of pops forward. But the mechanic was so cheap, mine broke. So it you hear the sound of it popping off, but it doesn't pop off. But I mean, this was truly like the golden era of the animatronic stuff. But now it's just like I don't know, dude. It's just garbage and i see people i see people buying this shit i'm just like guys let's go on the internet and get some of the old stuff instead like one of them that looks okay and i mean it it looks okay is the uh shorty killer clown i saw some people with that and i'm like okay yeah. that's not bad but then again no. i wouldn't buy it you know 
Yeah, we're uh, Christian and I have reached levels of papaism right now, where we're reminiscing about the days when things were better back in my day. Man, it really was a golden era, dude. I mean, it, it really fucking was. But yeah, I mean, the only thing that Go I don't ahead. know, I don't know where they went. Uh, yeah, I was just gonna say, I really don't know where all that went. Just a shame. Guess I could ask I Steve know. if he knows. I mean, yeah, I, I just want to know. I'd want to find out about that, just the history and what happened and why yeah. they changed the builds on them so drastically. <laughs> yes. Now it's fucking a pipe with like styrofoam that goes around it. And then you That's just what put it the is. clothing over it. Yeah. And it's like, wow, look how cool this thing is. It's like, not really. But I mean, fuck, dude. <clears throat> but um, let's you. see. Uh, so a couple things that are in the news. We kind of touched on it, but I really want to talk about it today. Uh, the Strangers is getting three new films, according to you. That's what you told me. That's a what trilogy. the press release says. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm saying, I mean, that's what you told me. Yes, sir. Why three? Dude, I don't know. There's speculation uh, that it could be like a deal with a streaming service and they could be rolling it out like an event thing, like Fear Street or, or you know, something akin to that. Um, yeah, man, I, I, I don't know. That is interesting because... There's no way you're not going to drop all three movies at once, but you're not going to drop them too far apart. I mean, you probably follow the model. I would think that something like fear street did. Uh, but dude, the thing that's got me hyped the most about this, like, and you and I talked about this a little bit, but like, I think you're fucking lying to yourself. If you don't acknowledge this dude, Rennie fucking Harlan. I mean, yeah, that's, that's, that was surprising because, you know, he, moved on to do some really big films after Elm Street, you know? Yeah. Cliffhanger. Don't they don't associate DPC. him with horror. And it's like, yeah, not anymore, but yeah. I think that's cool. Um, but here's a little bit. This is Joe Blow, but it looks like they actually referenced Bloody Disgusting as well. Uh, Bloody Disgusting shared a quote from the Strangers producer, Roy Lee, that seemed to indicate there's a trilogy of Stranger sequels in the works. Quote, I think the next three are in production next month within another filmmaker with another filmmaker that people will, will know. Jesus Christ. Is this like, is everybody doing the avatar thing now? Yeah. Three of them. So they went, so they went digging to find out who this gnome filmmaker might be. And now they're reporting that Rennie Harlan is on board to direct one, if not all three brand new upcoming sequels in the strangers franchise. Uh, Harlan has directed some really cool movies. Prison. Prison's a good movie. He did that before Elm Street. Nightmare 4, Dream Mask, Nightmare 4, Die Hard 2, Ford Fairlane, Adventures of Ford Fairlane, Cliffhanger, Long Kiss Goodnight, Deep Blue Sea, Mind Hunters. He also did Exorcist the Beginning and the Cup. <laughs> but regardless, I could count I count as exciting news that he's taking on the helm of Strangers 3 or possibly 4 and 5. I'm still shocked that we're apparently going to get three Stranger sequels at once or just one at a time. Um, I mean, that's fucking awesome. I, I like the strangers because 
it doesn't feel old enough to where it's like, oh, we're just doing like remaking and bringing shit back. Like it's still relatively new. So it's like, I feel, you know, we're, we got a, we got a new player that's still hanging around and, you know, the fact that the second one was so totally different was phenomenal to me. I don't know which one I like better. I think they're both really fucking good, but dude, what are they going to do with the third one now? You I have no I idea. And I was going to say, man, I, I feel like the, the first one is a movie that I remember when that first came out in the late 2000s. That genuinely freaked me out, man. Like that that movie was creepy. People and, ran out of the theater at my at my. When I went to see it, yeah. I, people legitimately ran. It was hysterical. I loved it. I had fun, but people were freaked because it was so suspenseful. I mean, Jesus Christ. Remember when you see the guy in the background, like with the sack head, he's in the house and you just see him. Yeah. He doesn't say a word. That's all, dude. That, that right there was more suspenseful than anything I've seen in movies in like the last couple of years. I mean, just dude, ever powerful, long lasting. And on top of that, too, the craziest thing about it for me is like they're batting a thousand for me because a decade later you come back with a sequel and, and it's fucking awesome. <laughs> not only is it awesome, but it's a completely different, like totally a totally different movie and it works. It's like you take this secluded home invasion thriller and that works so well and you go, all right, now let's like put it more in like an open world scenario where it's just more of like a straight up 80 slasher and it still fucking works. So that should tell Rennie Harlan, you can go either route with this movie and make it work. And that's the coolest thing. It's like you can take this back to the home invasion roots or you can make this just a slasher and either way it'll work. Um, and yeah, I remember, God, I, I love, I love Pray at Night. I, I, I always say I prefer Pray at Night. And I feel like part of that is just because like the soundtrack and I just, I dig it so much. Uh, that the pool scene with Total Eclipse of the Heart, like I'll literally never hear that song the same again. But the first one's a more visceral experience. So I, yeah. Yeah. I, th I think Pray is a little bit more accessible on a, on a, on a moment's notice, you know? You don't just on a whim decide to watch The Strangers. Usually, I think that's a movie like you got to say, I, I really want to sink my teeth into the, that original film because you have to pay attention. You have to stay really focused and it's a quiet film at times. And, you know, but Pray at Night, it's just, you know, Pray at Night is pizza and beer almost. And, yeah, you know, that's awesome. I love it when the, when I just love, dude, my favorite kind of sequels are when they just give you something else. And they're like, let's, you know what? Let's, let's not do the same thing. Let's, let's legitimately do something else, but not try to feel like they just do something else. So dude, I, I, I would love that for them to do. I'd love, I'd love for them to do that. The only thing I don't want to do is to go into who these people are because then no. you can't call the movie, the strangers because they're not strange. <laughs> yes. And then I that's, mean, <laughs> yeah. with a title like that, it's like, dude, you really can't. You can't really go into it. Well, and then it's it, it to that point too. I think it should be noted like do we like it, you don't almost want to make a sequel to Pray at Night because like the idea is that they're just crazy people and they're dead. So like if you make a third a true third movie and you bring them back you're essentially telling us, nah, they're supernatural. They're not dead. And then that kind of cheapens it a little bit to me. So I feel like this movie should take place in between one and two or, you know, before one. Or maybe it's a group of people that literally emulate them and a new group of 
psychopaths put on those masks and want to follow in their footsteps. Like, but I don't think you can make a straight up sequel to pray at night. And I don't think you should because it takes away from the visceral experience of these are just people with no motive. And yeah, and that's, yeah. That's really they, they're, they're like fucking animals and they yeah. just stalk and pray, which is kind of how serial killers were. I mean, the BTK killer, I, that's what he did, dude. He literally just, would figure out who he felt like pr- praying on and he'd find a woman that wouldn't have men around him. And he'd, I don't know who these people are. I just did it. Like, you know, fuck. Yeah. Motiveless killers are always the scariest man, because it's just like, they can't tell you why. Like, it's just like, like an insatiable need for them. Like, I don't know. I just felt like I had to do it. I couldn't even tell you why. And that shit's terrifying because spoiler alert, those people are real. <laughs> Those people are real. Yep, they are. They are very real. But I um I the only I, I don't say concern, but like to do a trilogy, I think sounds really bizarre at the same time because they're filming three at once. I mean, if that's if that's true, that may not be true, but it's speculatory, sure. But I mean, fuck. How are they not going to want to get into these characters if they're doing a tr- three more films? I mean, that's I don't I don't know. I mean, what do you what do you do? What do you go into for three fucking movies and not talk about the strangers? I feel like they're probably going to end up doing it a little bit. I don't know. Yeah, so, um, but uh, I, I will say yeah. though, at least one is for sure coming. I mean, when you have a director attached and the producer is like, yeah, they're going into production next month. Like, this is going to happen. Uh, now whether they're going to do the first one first and see how that goes, maybe that's what the producer meant is that they have like a trilogy arc here and, uh, they have three movies written and, you know, but he did say they were all going into production. So it's kind of like, what? I I don't know. This is weird. Uh, dude, I don't know. So much speculation and we need more info on it. Um, and I guess we're bound to get it. What? Within a month? Because if they're going in production, we'll have to get some more info once cameras start rolling. That's normally how the business goes. You know, once cameras start rolling, that's when the news starts to pour out. So, yeah. Um. So I'm already speculating. Well, I'm, I'm in my head. I'm already saying to myself, okay, are they going to fucking release this thing in theaters? It looked no. like the second one did okay at the it box did, office. But it did not do what they thought it would. Uh, I don't think this is going to theaters. I really don't. Bummer, but I don't think so. Yeah, you're probably right. Let's what the first one did. Just out of curiosity. It, oh, I think it did $100 million or so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Wikipedia, you never know how accurate it is, but it's kind of hard to find this information. They're, they're saying it co- the movie cost about... Nine and a half million, and it made almost eighty-five. Okay. So, I mean, that's a fuck ton of money. And you never know how much they spend on advertising. I read so. I read. Where did I read this? It was. Um, oh, it was actually. I think it might have been in Taking Shape, where they were talking about the Universal. Now, this doesn't come out of. I don't know. I don't know what what Blumhouse spends to make the mo- movies or whatnot, or if they get a budget from Universal or what. I don't really know how that works, but I read that Universal spent fucking millions on advertising for Halloween 2018. Just yeah. millions and millions of dollars, which is just crazy because 
you know, shouldn't it eat into your profits a lot? Like, I don't know. It does, Fuck. but they say the general rule of thumb is you two have and a half make, multiplier. Yes, two and a half multiplier. Now, but there are extenuating circumstances like Halloween 2018. Halloween 2018, um, it was probably more than um, two and a half because um, it more marketing. Uh, but if I'm going to look it up, because I want to get this exact number, so what the fuck are you marketing Halloween for? Didn't like, dude, put the like, well, because I, 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 I do understand a little I mean? bit. I do understand a little bit in the simple fact that you're ha- people are going to hear Halloween and they're going to go, oh god, another one. So you really wanted to do over, you wanted to work double time to say, guys, no, it's not like that. Like we're ignoring all those movies and Jamie Lee is back. Like, so you do kind of want to do the legwork there to get the cash. You got to re-educate the audience too. And and it it worked. It worked because my mom was interested in it and she didn't give a shit about any of the Halloween movies after Halloween two, although she did like H2O. So the budget for Halloween 2018, there's, there's mixed things, but 15 around 15 to 20 million when all is said and done, that's not including marketing. It makes $255 million worldwide. So you would say if you went off your normal multiplier, two and a half, you're looking at after 40, uh, two and a half would be about 40 million, 38 million or so. So you would say, oh, well, then the profit of the movie was like 210 million after everything was said and done. No. Deadline Hollywood says that the net profit of Halloween 2018 was $128.5 million. Mm -hmm. Big fucking profit. Um, I mean, that easily got to be Blumhouse's biggest profit to date was Halloween 2018. But that tells you their marketing budget was tens of millions of dollars. Yeah, like, it was in. Yeah, it was because they knew. They knew what they had. And uh, then if we look at the net profit of Halloween Kills, the budget was $20 million. Box office was 131.6. That's I don't, crazy still. Yeah, I don't nuts. I don't see anything from um Deadline Hollywood about the net profit of it, but I would have to say the marketing was definitely slashed a little bit. I didn't see it all over the internet like I did with 2018 all the time. So, you know, you're probably still Blumhouse, we're probably still talking about a 50, 60, 70 million dollar profit when it was all said and done with kills. So Halloween has made Blumhouse 200 million plus in pure profit after everything else is paid for. So I, which is weird. And I guess Christian, this is good. This will lead right into a topic I wanted to talk about before we get to obviously what the uh, background is for this show. Um, Yeah. We're going to, we're going to talk about that, but the, the thing I wanted to talk about based off of what we were just talking about was Jason Blum, man. Um, I texted you about this the other day. I don't know how I feel about it. We touched on it briefly. And then I, I talked to Justin about it too. Um, dude, what a dick move. I mean, what a dick move to, and Justin made a good point. So if you guys aren't aware of what we're talking about, Jason Blum did an interview and, uh, he was asked about the future of the paranormal activity movies. And he said, I think we're done with that. Did you see that last movie? It was terrible. Um, and honestly, if I'm Christopher Landon, the director, I'm like, 
fuck you. Like, I don't want to work for you anymore. And not just because of that comment, guys. This is three movies in a row where he's been screwed over by Blumhouse. So Happy Death Day 2 makes almost $70 million, but it makes like $50 million less than the first one. But they promised Chris he would have a trilogy. So even though Happy Death Day made like, or Happy Death Day 2 made like seven times its budget back, they were like, okay, hold on. We're not going to move forward with the trilogy yet. Chris already had it written and was like, well, you promised me this. So, okay, whatever. We'll, we'll get back to it. But I'm sure he's mad about it. Then Freaky comes out. He's really proud of Freaky. It does really well on VOD, but doesn't make any money because they don't market it. They don't put it out. They really didn't make a push for it. So he's got to be pissed there too because he missed a lot of money on the back end from that movie because it was really well received. So it's like, okay, so that's two movies in a row. Blumhouse has kind of given him the shaft. And now he makes Paranormal Activity next of kin. And Jason Blum, a year later in an interview, goes, yeah, that movie sucked. Like, dude, at this point, like, if I'm Christopher Landon, I'm kind of like, I don't know. Like, fuck you, dude. Like, you've kind of bent me over a barrel for the last few years, and I've just kind of accepted it. Um, And I guess it's just, my question to you is, and I think I know your answer, but is Jason Blum kind of a dick? You know, it's so funny you say that because probably a month or so ago, I I said I didn't like him. And you were like, Christian, he's not really that bad. And I was like, I don't like him. And to hear you say say that now, it's just like, dude, this isn't the first time I've seen clips of him sound like this. And first of all, I, I totally disagree with his assessment of next of kin. I don't I know. I don't think you've seen it yet, but I do want no, yeah. for you to you yeah. have. I saw. I I think it's way better, God amount better than Ghost Dimension. The Ghost Dimension four. I think Next of Kin is middle very. It's original. It is visually pretty cool. It's not life changing, but it's an original, good new idea. So I completely disagree with his assessment on the film. But hey, that's neither here or there. But uh, yeah, he's an absolute asshole, and I, I'm just not a big fan of him personally. I think he's very pompous, and I think I think uh, he's not really a man of the people anymore. If you want my honest opinion, I, I don't know. I just think he's I think he's lost a little bit of touch with reality. I also think he succumbs to the pressures of society too, because that's the only reason Black Christmas 2019 got made. I got sorry. Say, no, I know, and I gotta say, man, I think that he started to change when they got the rights to Halloween. I think that's where it happened because in the first few years of Blumhouse, dude, they were knocking out bangers. They really were. And they kept things on a smaller budget. And he seemed like a really smart guy that knew what he was doing. You know, you had Sinister, great movie, the Insidious movies, love most of those movies, Paranormal Activity movies. Like he was really building an empire. And then when he reached his peak of power with Halloween, he was like, oh, I'm the shit. Nobody can touch me now. And it's just kind of like, which then leads me into, I don't know why he's so willing to let Halloween go after Halloween ends. He said it in that same interview. This is it for us with Halloween. Um, I mean, okay, I'm, I'm fine with it personally, but from his perspective, I'm like, I don't know why you would just be cool with it. It's been your golden goose. I mean, $400 million with two movies. This next one's going to do between 100 and 200. At the end of the day, you're going to make a half a billion or more from Michael Myers, like, really? Like, you're just going to, like, okay, like, if that's your prerogative, like, go for it. But 
Yeah, no, he's totally wrong. He's totally wrong. And and it, but the point Justin made that was a really good point is, dude, this franchise literally made Blumhouse. Paranormal Activity made Blumhouse, and here he is shitting dick. on that franchise. He's just a it, dick, dude. It, I, I'm sorry, and he doesn't have the right to be a dick if you ask me. It's like, dude, like people. I remember people got lost their fucking minds when Martin Scorsese had an opinion on on superhero movies. Oh yeah. Here here is every YouTuber on the planet who gives their fucking opinion on something every two days when they upload a video and get offended when they have a commenter not agree with them and give them shit and have to fucking share it on social media just to get everybody to rally around and make them feel better. But no no no, when Martin fucking Scorsese has an opinion that they don't agree with fuck him what the fuck does he know like are you kidding me are you are you absolutely kidding me but my point is martin scorsese is gonna when after he dies i mean thankfully he's still around and people realize what his contributions are to the world of of movies after he dies people are gonna realize how special he was and how legendary he was jason blum is far from anything like a martin scorsese at this point but to have an opinion and to brash your own people like that in a film that you produced is the stupidest thing. Okay, if he feels that way about Next of Kin, he very well may not like it and he very well might think it's bad. But if anybody asks him about Black Christmas 2019 and oh. he says something positive about it, like, dude, I'm sorry. That movie is a piece of trash. It's garbage. Yeah. But if he says he likes it, then you just know you can never take his word on anything in existence. No. And that's just the bottom line. So no, and the thing he's is, an too, asshole. he's not even a creative mind. He's the guy with the money that funds the projects. He's not a creative mind. He doesn't write these movies. He doesn't direct them. Jason Blum's involvement is his wallet and him showing up on set once or twice. Well, when you're hey, filming look, one of these movies, but he did create dude. To, and I'm not, I'm not downplaying what you're saying. You're 100% right. He's not that, but dude, like, he is very much like a Cunningham, although Cunningham is a great director. He just didn't do it a whole, whole lot after he became successful. But like Cunningham was a master producer. And I think Jason is probably really good at the art of the deal. And I think he yes. can talk. I think he, he can sell the Bible to a devil. This, but that's He was the one that got John Carpenter. He, it was, he was the one that got John Carpenter and Jamie Lee back for Halloween yeah. 2018. It was him. It wasn't anybody else. He got in a room with them and was like, we want to make this work. And I'm sorry, guys. Christian said it through, you know, reading Taking Shape and seeing how close John Carpenter actually was a few times at coming back to the series. And he was at times. But for him, all of those times, it was more about a paycheck, especially with H2O. He sure. literally said, I'll come back, pay me $20 million. And they were like, fuck you. Fuck and he you. was like, no. yeah. He was like, all right, then fuck you. Uh, but when the the when the deals i don't know if we ever got the specifics of the carpenter and curtis stuff but and i'm sure they got a lot of back end but blum didn't pay out the ass for them he pitched them an idea that both of these people were like you know what that might work and um so yeah i got and i guess i just meant like nowadays i'm sure in its inception when blumhouse was really trying to get its feet off the ground he was in the shit man i'm sure he was deep in it but now that it is like self-sufficient he doesn't have at to the do top anything. of the mountain yes yeah. you always he run just... faster when somebody's chasing you so when he was climbing for that 
to become like you know dude i don't know he just needs to get his shit together i think i think he i think he doesn't think before he speaks he deletes tweets all the time because he sounds like a dick and he realizes it and he'll say sorry i i see it all the time on twitter so i think he needs to he needs to get his shit together and just like dude don't fucking disrespect the filmmakers that you put in place to make these films because guess what it's like dude it's one thing when you when somebody you like as a reviewer or a critic dislikes a movie you're a big fan of like i get that you feel the kinship with that person and you want the like this you want to feel you want them to feel the same way you do but when the fucking producer shits on the movie you like it's like dude well you know what fuck you then dude what are you what are you doing these are human beings that you put in place to make this fucking movie idiot i I don't know no i agree but i just put two and two together um months ago it was a little uh, probably about a year or so ago a little less than a year ago Christopher Landon went on a tirade on Twitter about people's response to next of kin saying like, well, you know, like it didn't, I don't know. It didn't really do anything for the mythology of the franchise and this and that. And I remember Landon went on Twitter and was like, sorry, I didn't bring back a bunch of like old ass fucking legacy characters that serve no purpose. And like he was shitting on Halloween and like everybody knew what he was talking about. He has since deleted that tirade he went on. But I saw uh, it and, and I did reply to it. And I was like, because Chris has replied to me a few times. He's always been a nice guy. But I replied to it and I said, this is a bad look, Chris. Like, this is Blumhouse you're talking about. They're like, this is the same company. You guys work under the same umbrella. You guys have the same boss. Like, I get it. Sometimes when people criticize your work, like you take it personally, sure. But to then go after the guy that paid you to make these movies, like, I don't know. Like, that was just kind of a low blow. I'm wondering if this was in response almost if Blum was almost like, like, Oh yeah. Well, yeah, we're, we're fucking sellouts for Halloween. Right. Well, yeah, that last paranormal activity movie was fucking terrible. Like I could totally see that being the case here. That probably makes sense. That sounds like a pissy thing to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I also didn't agree with it with Landon because it's like, dude, I mean, that's kind of the way everything's going now in horror. These sequels are bringing back legacy characters. Like we're yeah, in a different. I, I always. We're in a different era always, now. We're we're yeah. out of the remake era and we're into the requel era. I always find it to be a bad taste when filmmakers get get in like arguments or spats with people on Twitter. It's like, come on, man, don't don't do that shit. Like, dude, just you made your film. Be proud of it. And who gives a fuck if if like some like. You know what? What did what did the guys from what we watch movie say? You know Johnny four eight four whatever Timmy two o two. Like who gives a fuck? Like dude, don't respond to it. It like it's so unbecoming. If in my opinion, dude, like be when you make a video, even on YouTube, you make something a video and you're proud of it. You put your opinion out there. Put the shit out, and somebody fucking argues with you or calls you an idiot. Fuck them. You know, like yeah. just dude, it's well, but I don't know. That's why I think. No matter if you like his movies or not, you got to tip your hat to Rob Zombie. I haven't seen anybody in the modern era get as much shit as he does for his movies. And guess what? You don't see him arguing on social media with people. He's he just like, does. He's like, he's like Howard Stern today. Like he's got his diehard fans, and the people that hate him pay even closer attention to him because they fucking yeah. like it's it's exact same thing. But so, he doesn't take I the just, troll. I love bait. it. He, he literally just doesn't take. He does the bait. not. No. 
He's living his life. Yeah. He's doing his thing. He's ain't got time for he's that like, kind of He's bullshit. like, man, I know you guys keep saying I make all these shitty movies, but studios still somehow want to work with me and give me money to make more movies. So um, I guess I'm not that bad. So, you know. I've got my you. Munsters Blu-ray on pre-order, man. My wife is so excited to watch it. She's like, you know, thanks. I don't want to watch some, I don't want to watch like a fucking bloody slasher film every Halloween with you, Christian, every day. Like, so yeah, I'm excited to watch the monsters. Why not? And I'm like, yeah, like I'm like, fuck yeah. I'm not expecting it to be a fucking classic. <laughs> you know, but it's like, come yeah. on, have some like relax. Like, I just want to tell these people, fucking relax. The trailer just <laughs> looks like it's gonna be fun. Why can't we just have fun? Like, I it's mean, a trailer, why... like fucking <laughs> I know, but it's like it, it, it it's a hol- it's going to be perfect for the Halloween season. The atmosphere looks great. The the, the setting looks great and it's going to be family friendly. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fun. Like who cares, you know. And there's there's one more topic that we have to get in depth with before we start getting into questions and whatnot. And obviously you guys see it at the bottom of the screen there. So Friday the 13th, we touched on this briefly in our Hobgoblins commentary, but we kept getting interrupted by the incredible practical effects that were the Hobgoblins. So we didn't really get to get in depth with it. But um, Kristen's going to pull up the press release here. We're going to kind of go over the footnotes of it, and then we're going to pontificate. Yeah, I'm referencing one of my favorite websites. Uh, Shout out to Jason Parker, the guy who runs Friday the 13th franchise.com. Great guy. Love his stuff. Uh, this is what he said. So uh, this was released. This 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 was put out on August 8th. Uh, we have all been patiently awaiting for any glimmer of hope that we can get an update about a new film. In fact, film news in general has been sparse the past several years as updates pertaining to the franchise have been dominated by the rights issues in regards to Victor Miller. Maybe, just maybe, we have a moment of movement past the rights issues and a new project could be on the horizon. Bloody Disgusting has reported that Vertigo Entertainment's Roy Lee. Who the fuck is this Roy Lee? Have you ever heard Roy Lee before? No, like, this guy's I, everywhere now. Yeah, I heard him who, all this week. Who is Vertigo Entertainment? Is this a new thing? Vertigo? They're going to fucking overtake Blumhouse. You watch. Well, we need some competition. Anyway. Uh, Vertigo Entertainment's Roy Lee hinted that some news is coming regarding Friday the 13th. Speaking to the Boo Crew, part of the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. We need to get on the Bloody Disgusting Podcast Network. Why don't you hit up your boy about that? Tell him all we do is reference him all the time. Okay. Um, Lee said, you may be hearing something by year's end on that front. This is a small tease, but Vertigo has a good track record in recent horror films, and I am excited to see what his crew could have in store for Friday the 13th. Vertigo once worked with LeBron James, Spring Hill Entertainment in 2018 for a possible new film. With films like Blair Witch and the ultra-popular It 2017, this will be something to keep an eye Oh, so that's Vertigo. Okay, so like first of all, the Blair Witch movie from 2016, it's not that bad. Like I I I like that movie. I don't I think saw it's bad it at all. Yeah, I like it a lot. Yeah, I I I I know that that gets. I mean, look, when you got the original to compare it to. It's like I get it. Like I like part two. It's completely different. It's a movie. It's very scream esque, stylized. It's fun. I like it, and I like Blair Witch. I think it's what it's called. So, yeah. uh, I respect on that front and obviously it 2017 was a fucking juggernaut so i mean if that's vertigo then we're in good hands you know well yeah we got roy lee i mean 
As long as you got Roy Lee, every, all things are possible through Roy Lee. Apparently. Um, Fuck. Yeah. Yeah. And I, so this is perfect, too, because uh, one of the questions I got tonight was from uh, Troy, uh, Troy Grubb. And uh, he messaged me and he asked me this question and I told him we were going to address this on the podcast. So, uh, you know, Troy's question was basically like, do you think that Victor and Sean have worked behind the scenes to come to an agreement on a new film? No, but I don't think it matters. And what I mean by that is we've worked out the rights issues now to find out who owns what. So I don't think Sean and Victor are ever going to get in a room together and be like, hey, man. Let's hash this out. Like, nah, they're cranky old dudes at this point that are dug in. No. But what I think could happen and what might be happening right now is that a company went to both of them individually with a check and said, we want to make a new movie. We'll pay you this. Can we use this? And then you got to get Miller to say yes. And then you got to go to Sean and you got to say, we got Victor to say yes. Or vice versa. Here's what we want to pay you. Can we use your shit? And you got to get him to say yes. So they both have to be aware that each one is involved in giving permission. They both have to be paid for it. And then as long as they have the permission of both parties, they can move forward. The problem is, will one of these cantankerous old fuckers hold up the process because they don't want the other one to get any money from this. You know what I mean? Maybe Sean goes, absolutely. Because he seems like the one that wants to wants Friday to live on. And then maybe Victor goes, no. As long as I'm alive, no. I'm not letting Sean reap any benefits from this. I was going to say, I don't. I, I think the, the situation behind the scenes is Sean is with working with Vertigo. And the problem would be Victor. Because I know Sean has tried with his company, Horror Inc., to do it and blah, blah, blah and, and stuff. And it, there was a thing a couple of years ago where they were trying to avoid using intellectual property from the first movie. But I mean, fuck dude. I mean, I, I don't want to see there, there was talks half a year ago, maybe not even that really about, you know, there's going to be this adult Jason film where they yes. can use adult Jason. Cause that's Sean uh, Victor owns child Jason and they are going to do it in a camp, but they're going to not going to reference it directly as Crystal Lake because that's in Victor's script. So they're working on that. And then, you know, I never heard much about that. Now I'm hearing this and it's Vertigo and it would be Paramount or I don't know if it'd be Paramount or Warner Brothers or both like the remake was. I don't know how that works, but I think what's probably behind the scenes is it's Sean with Vertigo working to do it either get away from using Victor's properties or doing what they can to, to work with them. And um, I don't think Sean and Victor will ever have a conversation together. It would certainly just be lawyers and, and paperwork and that kind of thing. But dude, why? I mean, look, Victor's not like, it's like the more I think about it, Victor is not a bad guy. He's doing what the law is giving him the option to do right or wrong morally i mean like this is not the first thing the first movie this has happened with or lawsuit this is like a thing now and expect to see more of this with our favorite movies as time starts to go on but uh i mean look sean is my i'm always team sean because he wants to bring movies to the masses and he has learned his lesson he's talked about it all the time he has said 
after like the dude he on the jason x documentary on that blu-ray watch the special features because the making of is amazing and sean was like at the forefront of doing digital technology and and scanning 35 millimeter digitally and stuff he was all about that but he said look i have done this in the past i've done this in the past i know what people want is that hockey mask in those woods with those kids I know that I've learned my lesson and I know how people want Jason and that's what I'm going to give them. So, yeah, I mean, I'm down with, I'm down with Sean always spearheading this and who knows, dude, I, I don't know. Money, money talks. I know that. So the issue is you have to, I feel like personally, you have to have Victor's permission because you cannot use Jason's likeness his name or the camp without Victor Miller saying, yes, you cannot call him Jason Voorhees. You cannot be at crystal Lake and say it's crystal Lake and you can't use the, the likeness. Right. So, you know, what's even more interesting about what you're saying too. It's like this. I see X people saying adult Jason is just Sean. Victor doesn't know anything about that. And then Larry Zerner does an interview where I hear him say, well, J adult Jason is a periphery of the same exact character from Victor's script. So that's Victor's IP. And it's like, what is what? Like, the, obviously this has to be decided in court. And this is pro dude, behind the scenes, this has probably been like, so much more litigation and things that we have to learn about, but it's like, what is what, what is Victor's IP? Is it just literally what's in the script or adult Jason is a derivative from the exact same character from the first movie script. So is that Sean or Victor too? It's like, what is it? And I think, I think hopefully we're going to come to light and understand a documentary about this whole thing would be, I'd go to the theaters to see that, to find yeah. out about all this shit. Yeah, but dude, you know what? I want another Friday m as much as any, more than anything, even more than a nightmare almost. Because dude, I fucking love going to this dude. The last time I went to see a Friday Thirteenth at theater was two thousand nine. It was the most fun I ever had in a theater at that time. So I mean, fuck yeah, dude. Are you kidding me? Well, I, uh, I and think... nightmare too, obviously. But there's nightmare. It's like there's such so much more nerves with that. But Friday, it's just like, dude, get a big motherfucker. I don't care who you get. Get a big nasty son of a bitch. Put him in those goddamn woods, and fucking let's kill some son of a bitches. Like, dude, let's no. go. Yeah, and I feel the same way. I could go into a new Friday the Thirteenth movie and not have to be worried. I mean, I fucking these past few years have been awful for me. I'm terrified every October, wondering if the new Halloween movie is going to fucking suck. So, like, I definitely envy the experience of going to a see a new movie in a series that I really enjoy, but isn't like my fucking baby. So, like, I I totally agree. Um, my as far as like the what we're talking about with who owns what and who can say yes and sign off to this or that. The thing that we got clarity on and Larry Zerner did point this out. The court case is at this point, essentially done. Like it, it, it's done being litigated because what the court essentially decided, this was, I think like the second court to like reaffirm this because it was Victor. appealed. Yeah. yeah. And then got, got back. Yeah. And so, what what has come out now is we know who owns what 
And there, there's no more a question of what can we use with this guy? What can we use with that guy? We know who owns what. So you could go forward with Sean, but you would not have certain elements that make Friday the 13th, Friday the 13th. And you could go Vic, forward with Victor and have not have certain elements that make it the same. So you, you could remake the, you could literally remake the first movie with Victor only yes. in America. Couldn't yep. release it anywhere else. That's fucking weird. Exactly. Like, what the fuck? So what, what, basically what I'm trying to say, and, I, and I'm, I'm sure Christian is in the same camp as me, and I think a lot of you guys listening and watching are too, you have got to get them both. We, we cannot have these fucking hoops to jump through where it's like, okay, we got one of them to sign on, and uh, the new this oh, there's this new movie come out, and it's, oh, what's it called? Homeless Man in the Woods. Oh, my God, I can't wait, because they couldn't use certain fucking things about it. It's like the 13th of Friday. Yes, it's like Saturday the, the 14th. Like, who the fuck That's knows? That's movie. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's just like... We, you can't – so let's not do that. Like if we're going to move forward with a new movie, I need to know that both of them have been paid what they feel is fair and have signed off their permission. That way, once you get them signed on the dotted line and they cash that fucking check, you can do it. Even if six months in they're like, you know what, I don't know. No, nope, sorry. Sorry, you already cashed that check. You signed your name. You're bound. We're making this movie. So you just need to – even if – and honestly, dude, I think if it's a big enough offer – I, like I said, Sean has a passion for this. I don't think Sean, you would need to pay out the ass for. Plus, both of them are going to get back end. Duh. But, Sean's a back end. Yeah, but, but uh, <laughs> Victor, just write him a big ass check and just go, just sign this, Victor. Here's is probably what would happen with him. Yeah, here's $15 million. Just fucking sign this. And I don't know a man in their 80s that would turn down $15 million. Yeah, I mean, they probably wouldn't pay him that much, but... Come on, I know, those Stop. guys are old, you know. But Sean looks really healthy, and Victor's a vegan. I remember, I remember watching Sean, Victor on social media like mid twenty tens, like 2015, 16. And I mean, those guys are both they stay really healthy, and people are living long nowadays anyway. So they could be around for a while. <laughs> Which I don't yeah. want to see any one of them die. And if one of them dies, does that really make it any easier? I mean, somebody's gonna own victor's uh victor's properties like that once he passes and it would, who the it would fuck be knows what his kids are like or like yeah. who knows or his wife yeah, but who knows? I, I i do say i do caution that though but i actually think that might make it easier because it victor has a kinship to this because of that very first movie it's very personal to him whereas if his kids get the rights and he dies they're gonna probably want to cash in, honestly. <laughs> like, seriously, like if it was my dad, if I didn't create that and it wasn't as personal to me, and someone came to me and said, $15 million, will you just sign and let us use this? I'd, I'd be like, okay, yeah, sure. I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. So, but no, here's the thing. At the end of the day, this is can we not? Can we can we stop with the semantics? Can we stop with the bullshit? It's been 13 fucking years. We're literally in a rebirth of the slasher subgenre right now and history tells us this is not going to last forever it's going to go away again and come back again you need to strike while the iron's hot because if you don't strike now it'll be another 10 years and you won't make any money one. yeah which so i can't wait just... for the i can't wait for the burnt end years of this where we get a bunch of like like lowbrow remakes of movies that weren't really super successful back in the day too you know they always do that leprechaun like yeah, yeah, fuck yeah. Well, yeah. I think they're, they're they are making another Leprechaun based after Leprechaun Returns, which I love. But well, I'll I don't know, you, dude. I, I'm my thing with Leprechaun is Darren Lynn Bowsman 
came out and said he wants to, he has been pitching to Lionsgate. I want to do a Leprechaun movie, a sequel to the first movie. The only way I'll do it is if Warwick Davis comes back. And he's been like actively saying, give me Warwick. Give me the fucking chance to direct a Leprechaun sequel with Warwick Davis. I'd watch I like it. The I like the cat that they use for returns a lot. I thought he yeah, was but great. wouldn't you wouldn't you rather have Warwick though? Uh, sure, but I mean, I, I'd be fine with the other guy. Because that's he, such it was, a political answer, he, dude. He was good in Leprechaun. I loved. I really loved Leprechaun Returns. To me, it's probably it could be the second best one in the whole series. What was the other I one? Really Origins. That was the WWE kid. Yeah, that uh, one wasn't very good, was it? I didn't that's watch one that of the, one. It was one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, it's 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 so it's 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 uh it's insultingly bad. It, it's it's so bad it almost laughs at you that you're watching it. It's truly horrible. Truly, truly horrible. Oh, by the way, fifteen hundred uh for me to watch that on the podcast. So, yeah, you got to pay for that one. Yeah, but um. We'll do another couple more questions. We're not going to be on here too, too long today. Um, what horror TV shows do you like best? Looking forward to the next show. Always makes my day better. That's from Lorio 711 Thank you. Uh, I'll tell you my favorite TV show of all time. Favorite series of all time. I think it's the greatest TV show ever made. Breaking Bad. Never seen an episode. And yes, I know everybody fucking tells me that. And you know what it's annoying. Fuck? It's a it, hey, it's annoying, isn't it? But guess what? I used I used to tell people fuck off. I don't feel like watching it. I I never had more anxiety in my entire life watching that show. I mean, seriously, I had palpitations during up. It's probably the most excruciatingly nail biting. Uh, you will you will lose sleep. It's so good. I mean, it really. Everybody says that, and I was always like, fuck you, I'm punk rock, I'm not watching that shit. I finally watched it. I literally, it's on Netflix. I, 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 man, I, I've rewatched it probably five or six times. It really is the best show ever made. Did you ever I have take interest, a bullet for it? Did you ever have interest in Better Call Saul? Uh, I watched it, but then I realized after realizing just the whole thing was a prequel and I know who he ends up becoming in the show, I just don't give a fuck. Yeah, well, I guess last week's episode, they finally brought Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul in, and they were in last week's episode. And, like, the internet was, like, ablaze about it. But, yeah, no, my favorite show of all time, simply just comfort show that I've watched through over and over and over again is that 70s show. It's, like, easily my favorite show of all time. But it's not as an immersive experience, I guess. But honestly, to tell you the truth, I just recently watched it and this is like skyrocketed. Like as far as like horror TV, Midnight Mass is probably one of the greatest. That is a limited series event. Yes, I guess. But <laughs> it's one it's one of the greatest I've seen, but I also love Bates Motel. I Bates I, Motel I, was fucking good, dude. I love Bates Motel. Bates I Motel own was good. Every season on Blu-ray, and I've watched that show all the way through as well. And the best part about Bates Motel is the end. When you think this is all a prequel to Psycho, and they're like, Yeah, it was, but let's just say it's an alternate alternate universe. We're gonna do our own fucking thing. And it's like, wait, what the fuck? Not yeah. gonna spoil it if you guys haven't watched it, but it, it's great. Yeah. 
I'm not going to tell you you need to watch Breaking Bad. I just I can't wait for the day where you do finally sit down and say, whatever, fuck it, yeah. I'll watch it. And the conversation you're going to tell me, you're like, dude, I've never I've never been on the edge of my seat for a television show that like that in my life. And it sucks because you're never going to see something that good in your life ever again. Brian Cranston is so I can't I can't even begin to describe. It. But anyway, I don't want to I don't want to stick on and get ready for the comments because, <laughs> yeah. People are going to call you a moron for not saying that. I know. I hear it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Dalton asks, since we're physical media guys, would you get rid of your, this is a weird question. So would you get rid of your favorite release in your collection and never get it back? And in return, you get your dream release. You've always wanted. I don't know what my dream release is. Neither do I. So I'd have to say no. I could say, I could say, oh, a Nightmare on Elm Street box set, but is that my dream release? Like, sir, is that my dream release? I don't know. Well, you got for, uh, first. If I were you, I would just think about, like, off the top of your head, what your favorite thing is that you own, and could you ever see yourself parting with it? And mine is the is the Halloween box set, and I just I couldn't part with it. I, I just don't. I just couldn't. I've had people tell me. Dude, your your set is in such good shape. That goes for a pretty penny if you ever want to sell it. I'm sure it does, but never. No, I'll I'll never sell it. So I I could just could never see myself parting with that. I also love my German Rob Zombie's Halloween 2 Blu-ray. It's fucking incredible. Um and my bootleg producer's cut Halloween 6 that I got off eBay in like 2008. Right. I I love that thing. I don't know, dude. Um, I, I wouldn't want to part with my Halloween collection either. I still have mine, obviously. I would never get rid of it, but I don't know. I, I still, I still reminisce about the John Carpenter box set idea I had oh, that man. one time. And that would be yeah. so cool where you could, cause I think Scream Factory legitimately has done almost, they done Elvis. Somebody's watching me Halloween, the thing fog memoirs of invisible man, They've, I think they've done everything except uh, Ghost of Mars, which they're going to eventually do. I just know it. Why They're going to put out Ghost of Mars on a collector's edition Blu-ray, and then everybody's going to talk about how it's a, you know underrated. Underrated gym, yeah. Which I think it's okay, but I mean, fuck, it's not going to make the top of my John Carpenter list. No. But they did Escape from L.A., New York. I mean, so they really could do that ostensibly, which is like the exception of The Ward and... The Ward's not uh, bad. I like The Ward. I watched The Ward on Netflix probably like a year or two years after it came out, but it never really went to theaters or anything. They just like kind of streamed it or VOD'd it. And I didn't realize it was a Carpenter movie until after I watched it. I was like, that was a John Carpenter movie? What the fuck? It seemed very random. There was an article that dropped today. I can't remember who it was. It was an interview with John Carpenter, I believe. And uh, people are like speculating, is he about to get back in the director's chair? I I can't imagine he would, dude. When I don't he know. Did the, he did the Charles Band podcast. He just talked about how he doesn't want to do anything, and he's like, "I just I, I'm old." Every time Charlie Band was like, when, "When are you ever gonna do this?" He goes, "He goes, Charlie, I'm in my mid seventies. I'm old. I don't have any strength to do that. I've done enough." So I he I, has I, done enough. Yeah, he doesn't need to do anything more. But I think the music is perfect for him. 
I didn't like that Firestarter movie that much. I thought it was fine. I thought people really overreacted about how shitty it was. I was like, this movie's okay. I mean, it's not as good as the original, but I thought the music was good. Johnny did that. He did the music for that. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I would keep my box sets. I wouldn't. I don't know what my dream box set is, but I'll figure it out after I stop recording this episode. Um, what do you got? You got anything else? I'm gonna check um, my YouTube. Oh, can you hear me? Yes. Okay, just making sure my mic went out for a second. Uh, you can if you can pull up my uh my YouTube community page, my post with uh my comments. That way I don't have to fucking scroll on my phone. I got you. Besides Nightmare 2010, sticking with Freddy actually being innocent, what other movies are ridiculously close to nailing the landing of making a great movie but ultimately fail? Huh. Um, I, I don't know. That's a really good question. Lords of Salem? No. Yeah. I think Lords of Salem is very good. It had the potential to be like an all-timer for me if the ending would have been a bit more coherent. Um, another movie that I think did not stick the landing was Us, Jordan Peele's second movie. I enjoyed it until the third act, and I thought it really went off the rails. Uh, those are just recent examples that I can think of. That's hard. Like I can't think of this shit on the spot. I just can't do it. I don't I mean know. you don't you don't remember a movie that you were really enjoying and then the payoff was like god that was not what it should have been. Uh pun intended, nope. Oh. Okay. I like I liked it but I like we talked about it. It's like spoiler alert, close your fucking ears if you haven't seen Nope yet. It's been in theaters for weeks. Nothing was good like the build up for what we thought was going to be that alien was insane and then when we see a fucking jellyfish I was just like yeah. Uh, I don't know about that either. But I don't know. It's hard. Like, I don't know what it, because the question's very, it's a good question, but the question's very, like, it fails, but it got really close to succeeding. Like, yes. some movies just have shitty endings, but to think about something that got, uh, I, I, I don't know. Let's just move on. Okay. Good question, De Jesus Custom Footwear. <laughs> uh, what are you guys' favorite Goosebumps episodes, and do you think a more realized and darker Goosebumps show could work today? Did you watch Goosebumps growing up? You probably watched all of them. Yes. My favorite ones were always, and they were my favorite books too, the Night of the Living Dummy ones. That slappy, good. fucking amazing. Love that I got shit. A, I've got a Slappy doll. It, the, oh man, I just I love all of that shit. So those are my favorite books and episodes. And yes, I do think you could make it more adult oriented and have it be genuinely fucking terrifying. I absolutely think you could. Yeah, it's kind of a shame that we didn't get that instead of Fear Street because Fear Street it's kind of like reality based, and I love the monsters and and scary like you know like Goosebumps was very much like monster and comic booky, and I really like that about those uh and that's a shame that we couldn't see and then the movies were very kiddie the goosebump movies were very yes. very 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 kiddie jack black was Harlstein. Yeah. <laughs> um 
for me, I, I got to go back to the very, 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 very original classic, dude. I remember, uh, like it was yesterday, getting that big, chunky black VHS tape, the clamshell of the haunted mask, and just the box scared the shit out of me as a kid. Yeah, yep. It's hard to beat. It's really hard to beat that and those masks in that room. I mean, that was freaky shit. You know, like oh, yeah. like, like oh, when yeah. she takes the green one, but the masks there was like an old like those masks were expensive looking too. And the creepy guy with the you know the blotch on his face, he was like, You can't buy one of these masks. It's yeah. good shit, dude. Really good shit. Yeah. But I would love a I would love an adult version of Goosebumps. But I mean those that's antithetical because they're kid books. Yes, you but know? I was just about to say, as a kid reading those books, they always felt more adult. Like they didn't push the envelope too much, but I remember reading them as a kid and being like, these are pretty fucking freaky for like kids books. Like, I don't think it would take too much to get them over the edge. Now, maybe that was just, especially if you stick to the monster style of it, where uh, there was, I forgot the name of the episode, but it was this one where this girl goes to the library and the library's closed down and then the librarian takes her head off and she's like this alien monster and she freaks the fuck out and the mom and dad are like don't believe the daughter and they're like you're freaking out about nothing let's invite somebody will know the name of this episode let's invite the librarian over for dinner and the kid's like what no and so they come the librarian comes over for dinner and the end of the episode ends with her parents taking their heads off and they're both Yep. Scarier aliens. And then so they Mm -hmm. eat the librarian. Uh, Don't stay out of the basement was fucking great. Because that plays on the fears of kids. Like, don't go in the fucking basement, you know? So that's good shit. Um, I need to rewatch the show. I think they're on, I think it's on Netflix. Goosebumps. Yes. They they were at least. I don't know. But yeah. Yep. Is CHH ready for Seed of Chucky Mm. to be released on 4K by Arrow? Fuck no. He said he'd buy uh, it, though. He did say he would buy it probably. First off, Arrow would never denigrate their company no. by releasing Sea of Chucky. No. They're a classy company. Favorite non horror eighties film or favorite theater going or I or really Anne favorite theater going experience. Miss eighties movies and music that she's really nice. She was gonna hook me up with uh Freddie's greatest hits, that vinyl before I ended up finding finding it from another guy, but she's a really sweet woman. Favorite non horror eighties film. Mine uh, I'm I unironically wearing the shirt today, Ro- RoboCop is in my t- top 10 favorite movies of all time. Love me some RoboCop. Uh, my answer is going to be so basic, but I don't give a shit because e. I love the movie. No, uh, it's Gremlins. The Breakfast Club. Oh, dude, Breakfast Club is fucking amazing. Like, yeah, is it is it really basic bitch to say that? Because I, I well, everybody like, you know, it's common knowledge that like everybody loves The Breakfast Club. But like, yeah, that movie's it's fucking good. awesome. Yeah, that movie's fucking awesome. And then as far as favorite theater going experience I've ever had, dude, I don't know. Like I told Christian and I always talk very highly about our experiences with Rob Zombie's Halloween movies. It's hard to those beat are, that. It was so yeah, visceral. Those were top tier for me. I mean. I even think that the, my theater was still using projectors then too when I watched that movie. I don't know if yeah. we had gone digital for everything yet. Also, Godzilla King of the Monsters was fucking awesome awesome in imax um 
And Star Wars: The Force Awakens, uh, just because it had been so long, and you know, it was like returning to Star Wars from my childhood and seeing that opening night and how hype that place was. That's another one that really sticks in my brain. All right, let me go to my community tab, and we'll do a few more. I had a question from Mike, the real Fifth Beetle, on Twitter. He replied and said, "What is your guys' favorite horror movie from 1990 to 95?" Ugh. Put me on the spot with these fucking questions. Dude, I I'm probably How about this? How about this? Cuz we could do a we've talked about doing videos about this. Let's do three movies between that time. How about that? Cuz Okay. That could we need to do, I know we've talked about kind of doing videos about that. I'll go first. Okay. Number 1 without question, I think it's one of the greatest films ever made, Silence of the Lambs. No question. Yeah. Number one, number one, Silence of the Lambs. Um, number two, I would go. I'm a. I'll tell you what. I'm a really big Alien Three fan. I'm okay. a really big Alien Three fan. I think that's a great, really depressing, dark movie. Uh, and number three, I'll give it to Candyman. I think it's hard to beat Candyman. Man, <laughs> we're 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 not far off. Um. Candyman is number one for me, uh, without question. Uh, Silence of the Lambs. I know you guys are going to be like, what the fuck? But my third one's different than Christian's, and I'm surprised he didn't mention this one. Halloween, six. I That was 95. It counts. Fucking love that movie. So I, I would throw Halloween. And maybe that's some of my bias, whatever. Don't but- throw Halloween. Don't throw Halloween six in there. Give me something that's give me something else. Just for me. I know you I love it too, but come on, we're talking about masterpieces of this time. Where okay, okay. Were so, slim. So okay. Now a lot of people might think that this is weird because like, oh well, you know, you speak so highly of the of the remake, and I do, but it was like integral to my childhood. The mini series of it. Um that was like 100%. Well, yeah. I, I can, I can eat, I can deal with that. Dude, yeah. let me, I, I can get you that documentary. It was so good. The, it, the making of Pennywise. Yeah. I told you about it last night. It's two hours. You will not have a question about anything production wise ever again on that film. It was so informative. Well, dude, it that's, was amazing. That's Screenbox. I have Screenbox. I downloaded it when Freddy's Nightmares got put on there. So I yeah. could just, yeah, yeah. Well, I'll make I'll make sure you're able to see that because you got to pay for it. I'll just don't worry. I'll talk to you off air about it, but I'll make sure you're able to see it. It is so good. I mean, and it was so great seeing Tommy Lee Wallace talk about this. You know, he he remembers everything. He got so in depth about every single thing they talked about. Jonathan Brandis, obviously, every detail. They showed all the concept makeup that they were going to do with with Tim Curry. I got to put it in there as well for me. I'll take out I'll take out Candyman uh, cuz I love Alien 3, I really do. I'll put I'll put Alien I'll put it in there cuz dude after watching it, I have such a newfound respect that I already I already loved it. But dude, it truly was this fucking movie that nobody was expecting to do anything or be a thing. 30 million people watched this son of a bitch on TV. Which was big numbers back then. Yeah, you know, it's still big numbers now, I and mean, it's it just continues to sell. And as good as the remake movies are, and I like them, it, it's like 
Tim Curry's Pennywise still is more iconic today than he was back then. So yeah, I'll make just, sure you say it. It's so fucking good. There's just something about what that did to my childhood. I, I couldn't not put that in there. And they, they talk about, dude, I don't want to spoil it, but yeah, if anybody listening hasn't seen it, please, to God, watch it. It's totally on par with any horror documentary I've ever seen in my life. Probably one of the best ones I've ever seen. So um, right, let me just do a couple questions here because we're going to wrap it up. Uh, Paul Edwards asks, you stated you didn't like Lori taking over the mantle of Michael. If you had to kill Myers and you had to continue the series, how would you do it? What did I say? This is from Paul Edwards. He's saying cor- I cor- didn't like Lori taking over the mantle of Michael. Correct, what does that mean? Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm reading that as us saying that we don't want Lori to kill Michael on Halloween ends and to walk away as the victor. I mean, that's the only thing that I can think of. I think you and I both have said at different points, I think they either need to both die or or that we feel like she has to die. Um, and, but, but he asks if you had to kill Myers and you had to continue the series, how would you do it? Um, I wouldn't I, kill Myers. I, yeah, I wouldn't kill Myers. But like I've said, if I do it and Christian thinks this is blasphemy, but I'm, he knows what I'm going to say, you go, you go back to Halloween 3. And you do some kind of prequel, some kind of continuation, something in the shared universe. Because I feel I feel like that's the only way you way you could go in Halloween if you're gonna, if you're going to definitively kill Michael. You can't. I just don't think you can do anything else. Uh, uh, well, luckily we don't have to worry about that because Blum said he's done. Yeah, for now. Uh, what are some tips for collecting movies on a budget or for people that just started collecting, um, pawn shops all the time. Check those out. Um, every time a holiday rolls around birthdays, whatever, and people ask you what you want, fucking tell them what you want and say, Hey, get me this or get me that. Send them Amazon links to Blu-rays you want. And, um, don't too crazy i have i've had points in my life where i just got obsessed with getting mail and you end up not watching half the shit you buy and then it just sours you and you feel like you're in a bottomless pit don't do that get movies you're excited to see your movies get movies you love and that kind of thing and um i don't blind buy anymore like unless it's a movie that i you know my friends tell me you got to watch it it's got good reviews and i'm like okay like i you know i I trust their opinion but i used to be that way where i'd see some horror movies for cheap at walmart and i'd just buy them Mm -hmm. and then i'd come home and watch them and be like oh fucking christ why did i buy that movie um okay let's see let's do one more and then we'll wrap it up Oh, Kane B actually asks, what are some of your favorite horror documentaries? Uh, well, I, do, I got one more after that I want to ask. but um, I'm going to throw it in there because it really was that good. Uh, Never Sleep Again is phenomenal. Uh, the Pet Cemetery documentary, I forget the name of it. Uh, Unearthed and Untold, yes. absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Chris Lake Memories is obviously a banger. You can rewatch it a bunch. It's just very comfort food 
I don't think Halloween has a really great documentary besides the inside story I thought was really good. It's got a yes, couple, I guess, but they haven't had like that definitive one in my in my opinion. They haven't had no, they like, haven't. that long piece by piece thing. They need to do that eventually before everybody starts dying. Uh more brains is phenomenal. Um I could go on and on. I'm a documentary hound. I love them. But my number yeah, no. one of all time, my number one documentary of all time would probably have to be Never Sleep Again. Uh, that was so honest and good. I, I thought it was really good. So I'd have to give it up to Never Sleep Again. Yeah, a lot of the same for me, but one that I'll throw in there that is, I just, I, just, I, I thought of another it. one. Go ahead. Uh, Michael Michael Lives, uh, the making of Rob Zombie's Halloween, I think is fucking awesome. Yeah. And the uh, Devil's Rejects um, making of, or is is it Devil's Rejects? Yeah, they have a, they have a, the DVD has that disc too, where it's nothing but the making of that film. Yes, and- that one's fucking awesome too. And that's one thing I got to give credit. I mean, I, we, I give him credit all the time, but Rob's documentary kick ass. Like even the thirty one documentary, which is a movie I'm not a big fan of, his documentaries kick ass. But yeah, they're I mean, unmatched. Yeah, I th- I thought of another really good one. Still screaming. It was a scream oh, documentary. Yes, yes. If you buy that Blu-ray set that has Scream one, two, and three, it comes with Scream. Still screaming and Scream the Inside Story. Still screaming is one of the best documentaries. I I love it as much as the movie, if not more. Because it's just such a good document. I love it when, I love it when the producers just show their true colors that they're fucking idiots, and they're they're telling Wes Craven, dude, this is horrible. And then Patrick Lussier is like, let's just cut this together so they'll shut up. And then they're like, sorry, sorry, we're wrong. Sorry, Wes. Do you need yeah. more money? What do you need, man? We're sorry. Uh-huh. We're idiots. Uh, last question. Best sitcom Halloween specials. I thought that was a really good one. I got to oh. go. I've got to go with one of my favorite ones was a Roseanne Halloween special. There was a costume party at the, at the, uh, at the, uh, the lunch box and they just captured the vibe. So well of Halloween was really good. That's mine. Um, kind of hard to think of off the top, but that, that's there's, mine. There's two that I think of. Um, this is not my favorite one, but is one that's up there. The office. Uh, the one where Dwight has the fucking jack o' lantern on his head. Um, just because is that the one? Is that the one where Ellie's boyfriend has that weird black and white movie that plays? Yes, yes, and it, that shit like, is hysterical. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, and like everyone's like just freaking out and uncomfortable at what they're watching. Yes, that that is awesome. He's <laughs> in Stanley's backseat. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but and Stanley goes, "What is going on here?" But my favorite that I can think of, and I mentioned the show earlier, is that '70s show, and it's the it's the Halloween special where they go to their old elementary school yes. to try to dig up their permanent records and get rid of them. And uh, it's fucking awesome. And like, I never forget the part where they think there's a ghost and Kelso like pushes Jackie and fucking runs. And that she's like, good. Oh, I love that. That's the same episode where Eric has vertigo because he fell off the roof. And like at multiple points through the episode, he's just going, Oh, like he's falling. Oh, Everyone's man. like, what the fuck is wrong with you, dude? Like, yeah, no, I love that episode. 
kids today will never understand the, the power of a Halloween special for TV shows when we were kids. Like, dude, oh, I know. Like, that was like you. That was like you got fucking psyched for that kind of the shit. The fucking Simpsons Treehouse of Horror was like an annual oh, my thing as a God. kid. Yeah. Yes. Oh man, I wasn't ever the the most diehard Simpsons. Neither watcher, was I. Neither that, was I. That was like must see TV. Yes. You know, even the even like. I don't know. I don't know, dude. It's just sad. That, that art form is gone. But I'm just All excited, right, guys. guys. We're going to do a lot of fucking Halloween content this year. And not just like, obviously, Halloween, because we got a new Halloween movie coming out. But like, I really want to hammer home like anything and everything fucking Halloween this October. Oh, hell like, yeah. I mean, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a banger. I'm really, really fucking excited for it. Yeah. And I'm hopefully, I know you went to Spirit. And you had a nice little haul. You get your mugs and stuff there. And hopefully mine will open up I also up got soon. these. I got a six-pack of socks. You can't really see them. Or no, that long-ass fucking foot. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You had to bend that son of a bitch. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's, an, it's, a, it's four pairs. One of them is this one with just Michael's face on it. One of them says John Carpenter's Halloween. It's like the original logo. One of them says uh, Welcome to Haddonfield. And then another, the other and then the other pair just has um, a different shot of michael on it so i got some socks i got the mug i got some cups again my first trip is always like just a few impulse buys yeah. i'm never like i'm buying oh, yeah. all the oh, big yeah. shit yep all right guys well listen i had i had a good time on this episode it was so fun and chill and relaxed and we're gonna do more of these you know um hopefully you guys actually enjoyed this one and fucking wanted to watch it unlike hop goblins but i think i i think i get it i'm not mad at my audience i get it it's like oh they did it but like i'm i'm not really gonna sit here and listen to them talk about that movie. yeah because it's also a live commentary you know what i mean so it's like oh well i feel like i kind of have to watch the movie with them like i don't know but shout out to rudy i know rudy watched it with us oh yeah yeah shout out to rudy bastard um, yeah <laughs> Not good. My mom asked me the next day because she knew I was doing it because I, I was telling Christian she just left today. She'd been here for like a week. And uh, I had told her, I was like, you got to go to bed, mom. Like I'm doing my podcast tonight with Christian. And she's like, all right. And then uh, the next day she's like, so did you watch your movie? I was like, yeah, fucking sucked. And like I told everybody at work about it too. And they're like, Have you, did you watch that movie yet? I was like, yeah, fucking sucked. Like, it was, <laughs> yeah. Oh, God damn. Well, but yes, no, again, Zach, shout out. It was we not guys, I, like yeah. I, I laughed a lot because it was just so bad. It was funny. Uh, and you uh, more than uh, compensated us well enough to do that. So, yes. yeah, you did a good job. Bro. Yeah. All right, guys. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Got a lot of good shit coming up uh, with movies, physical media, merchandise. So, God damn, buckle up, guys. Yeah. And, and, and tell your wallet to just, you know hold its breath and you know grasp something because it's about to get fucked bite the pillow you know so all right y'all have a great rest of your day and hopefully uh you enjoy this episode we love y'all we'll see you next time peace this has been a production of the you need a horror podcast you need it we got it thank you for listening